0: Okay, so today I'll take a sip here. I tell you why we gather. Jesus Jesus said this. He he says so much in, in so few words. But he's talking about life. And when he's talking about life, he gives us these two propositions, so to speak. His point of view. He's telling us in life there's a thief. There is somebody who wants to steal life from you. He calls him the thief. And he says the thief comes only, singularly, solely, only, in order to steal, kill, and destroy Think on that for a minute. There's something that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Our hopes, our dreams, our aspirations, our relationships, our friendships, our financial status, our bills, our worry, our concern, our kids, our marriages, our parents, The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy But I have come that you may have life and enjoy it and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Okay, check that. Now we have to take the whole consideration of religion into mind. Jesus specifically says he has come to bring life in his teachings, in his way, in his exhortations, in his invitations to follow him. He has come to bring life. Good life. Full life. Healthy life. Religion can do that or not. Religion can, can, it can bring people certain aspects of life, but it can also destroy certain aspects of life. And, and, and that's why I'm not so much into religion as, as, as I'm into patterning myself after the teaching and the way of Jesus. And this is what I share with you. People will say, God won't give you more than you can handle. Baloney. There's plenty of people that have way more than they can handle. They're all over the world. There's plenty of people that will end their lives today because they got more than they can handle. There's plenty of people who are steeped deeply in addiction today because life is thrown more at them than they can handle. That's not a truth. It's like people say, well, God, God will bless you. No, God doesn't bless anybody. You know who blesses people? People. Now, does God work through them? Absolutely, in my opinion, yes. This is a part of the whole thing of being open to the life and the way of Jesus and his teachings. It's so that we can be blessed by others and be a blessing to others. That's how I wish to live, to live my life. I want to bless other people. And I would also say I enjoy being blessed by other people. Uh, so you, you are all a blessing to me in so many ways. And, and that's, that, it's you who you are and what you do and what you choose to follow in your heart and choose to open your life to and tap into religion can really affect your mental health positively or negatively and i've seen plenty of both and i've experienced plenty of both religion had a very negative uh, effect upon me mentally at one point in my life. I mean, I grew up a pretty peaceable person. I grew up with a great mom and dad and a loving, loving home. I didn't grow up in a religious atmosphere at all. My dad was more or less an agnostic. My mom was a believer in God and Jesus, but in in the truest and simplest fashion, which couldn't have been more beautiful, I mean, it was just simple. It was love. It was grace. It was acceptance. It was the way she taught me. Um, And then I got religion. And when I got religion, especially the fundamentalist brand, listen, I understand why people fly jets into buildings. I mean, I literally, I checked everything out of my brain. I mean, I had a UCLA education and everything. I checked it all out and I went full fundamental because it gave me a framework to navigate life in. And it can do that. That's what's something positive that can happen out of that. There were the ins and the outs, those going to hell, those going to heaven, those in God's favor and those in God's anger. In and out, black and white, Yes and no. And that makes life easier to navigate. Who can be your friend, who can't be your friend, who I can hang out with, what I can see, what I can't see, what I can read, what I can't read, what I can listen to, what I can't listen to. It gives you a framework. But it's also a form of mental illness. This is the classic situation of a, of a cult really Many people want to say, well, because when you enter into that, then you think God is in control and God has a plan for your life. Folks, there are no plans. I mean, you make your choices and decisions, and sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you don't. It wasn't God's plan that Kobe Bryant's helicopter crashed. That's just pure tragedy. That is anguish, and that is pain, and that is suffering, and it falls like a helicopter out of the sky onto your lap. That is life. People say, oh, there's a reason for everything. No, there is no reason for that helicopter crash and the families of those nine people who passed away being torn apart. That's not a part of God's plan. Not the God I believe in. Now, here's the thing about us. Everything I'm telling you, is opinion. That's all I got. And we're all entitled to them. I'm trying to figure out life. You're trying to figure out life. And you know what I appreciate? We try to do that together. And sometimes we have different opinions and sometimes, and I learned from that. You, you, you know how I am. I'm very outspoken. I'm, what I'm telling you is what I believe today. You could convince me of something else tomorrow. That's why I think this is a healthy atmosphere for religion, and that's why I think the people that are here are here for that reason, because they can think. They can question. They can feel. They can get guidance. They come here. You come here because you get blessed by coming, and you're a blessing to somebody else every time I see you, whenever I get to see you. Crystal, whenever you come once, you're working all the time, now I see you, and I'm like, ugh. How great is that? My brother Richie in the back, like, what? How great is that? We had lunch this week, now I see a church, and it's just like, how great is that? That's a blessing to me. I get a hug. I get to say hello to you. We get to break food, break bread, and, and eat together, and just hang out. These, this is where I find God. This is where I find God. I find God in the intimacy that I see even on the couches. I find God in the presence of you people, And that's a real God. It's not a fake God. It's a real God. It's a real source of power and energy that's flowing and can be tapped into and we can relate to together. And man, listen, a lot of adherents want world peace. Certainly Jesus was known as the Prince of Peace. We've got to find peace first and foremost within ourselves, and then with those around us. And religion doesn't necessarily do that. Religion, whether it's Christianity or any other, in its fundamentalist form often creates division and fear. I mean, it's really hard for me to comprehend now that I used to believe in hell. That I used to believe that, I mean, and it may be true, because as you know, I'm an agnostic. What it means, what that means is, I don't know for sure. I have been with more people who have taken their last breath and died. In the presence of them over the last 22 years, I'm sure than all of you combined multiplied. And I don't know what happens in the next second. I don't know where they're at or where they're going for sure. I have a hunch. I have a belief. I have a faith. My hope and belief and my faith is that it's somewhere better. That it's all the good that we encounter here in this world and life. Minus all the horror and the pain and deprivation of this life. That's what I want. That's what I want for everybody, the best of us and the worst of us. I want us to be fixed, healed, whole. But to think of a hell, I mean, there was a time that I, I believed my mom was gonna go to hell. My mom, she was the most loving person in the world, but because she didn't do her faith exactly the way it was prescribed to me, I could think such a horrible thing about another person. That is inconceivable that religion could do that, that could religion make, could, could make me believe in the concept of a God that is going to torture people forever and ever and ever. That is unfathomable to me. On my worst day to my worst enemy, I wouldn't wish that. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to beat the crap out of them. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll get a few blows in there, maybe a, maybe a, a blowtorch here and there, but not forever and ever. I'm just saying. I mean, I have limits. I could use the toolbox, but to my torture. But even I don't find that. So we are here together. We are gathered together to try to be a positive environment for religion, to be a place where we can become the best versions of ourselves, where we can tap into that energy. We can tap into that, that source and that power that makes us better human beings. That's, that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm, I know you're here. You want to be a better human being. You want to be a better person. You want to be a better husband, better wife, better f- parent, better son, better sister, better whatever. You just want to be a better human being. If, if you don't want to be a better human being, this would be the wrong place to be because that's what we're striving to do. And good religion will help you do that. Not make you more judgmental, but less judgmental, right? Isn't that crazy? I mean, like, if Christianity is known for anything, it's known for being judgmental. And, 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 it's, and, and it's, Christianity is, is formed after the one that says, don't judge. You know? That doesn't, make, doesn't mean you, you, you don't make assessments. But I'm talking about judgmental, where we where we act on a thought with minimal input. That's judgmentalism. That's where we, we don't know much of anything really, but we know this much, and it's enough for me to make a judgment about that person by the way they dress, by the way they talk, by the kind of car they drive, by the whatever. The people they hang out with, we just, we, we get that. But good religion says we're not, to be judgmental. Good religion is restorative, not punitive. That's the thing about Christianity that's so messed up, is that Jesus did not walk around with a big stick just whacking people all the time. He left a wake behind him of healing and restoration. Broken things were fixed. Crazy people, were made sane. Broken people were made whole. This is this is what Jesus did. And why would he be any different today or tomorrow or when we pass? There are people who do crazy sick things in the world. I don't excuse them. I loathe them. I would put them down with a hammer and have but it doesn't mean I write off their entire soul. It means that my hope and belief is that someday God will fix that person. I've seen, I've seen it in life. I've seen it with addiction. I've seen it with people who are, whose lives are just a wreck because of an addiction. And then they get sober. And you're like, that's who you are. That's the life. That's the fullness. Now you're, now you're living. It's not like, oh, but you know what? I want to burn you forever because of your past, because of who you were when you're out of your mind. A good religion will not be punitive, but restorative. I want justice, but I want restor- restoration in the justice. It's not just about punishing somebody. It's about restoring. If you have kids, you know how important that is. I've raised four. You don't, you, you, you don't want to just punish them for what they did to their brother or sister. You want them to feel bad about it. I mean, you do. You want them to go like, oh, yeah, that, that kind of sucked. You know. Josh, you hit Jared with the truck, the toy truck. You smacked him on the head with that. I'm going to punish you. And, Jer- and Josh was just brutal. He was tough, man. My, my second, I, you know, when we had Nicole, we thought we were great parents. Nicole did everything. Nicole, take a time out. She would take the time out, and she would feel awful about her transgression. And we would be walking with her in whatever Vaughn's and watching another kid meltdown, and Kathy and I were just like, get a book on parenting. What are you doing? Suck it up. You look at that little brat you're raising. Get control of that thing, will you? You know, because Nicole, you don't do that. No, no. And then we had Joshua. Joshua was just like, pfft. the book on parenting became a doorstop. It meant he blew it, the pages off of that thing. He was just, you know, time out. No. Well, you come out when you're ready that'd be tomorrow. Like literally when you're ready to apologize, he just, it'd be three in the afternoon and he would stay in the timeout corner and crash and go to sleep. And I'm never apologizing. I mean, he was just like that strong willed. Unbelievable. And he's still that way today. And he's doing great, by the way. He's uh, in Europe, you know, he's backpacking through Europe right now, making friends. But yeah, no, I mean, but you would what you would want, ideally, though, is for your kid to go like, yeah, I I shouldn't have done that. Okay, so as I wind down, bad religion and, and why this is a place of healing. Often, and a lot of you in here have been through that. I know that because I've had meals with you, um, a fundamentalist upbringing. It can leave you with PTSD. It can literally traumatize you and that's unhealthy. It's an unhealthy way of, of uh of living. And that's why it's good to have a place like this where you can come and decompress, ask questions, not be told what to think. Uh I freaked someone out the other day when I told them about my church and I said it has no membership. How can you not have membership? I'm like, I think membership is weird. You know, membership, like, people can belong and come, choose to come, but you don't have to, like, have a statement of faith. you got to sign and be a member because we believe all these things together. You can believe whatever you want. You come come, and you think. We're here to think. Uh, We're here to heal. I know in my own life that through my deconstruction, you know, I went through a lot of self-doubt. I went through anxiety. I went through uh, fear. John you even tell me sometimes you have like moments in church when I say something and from your fundamentalist past you still kind of go like whoa are we gonna burn in hell right now (laughs) am I on the wrong (laughs) wait a minute am I on the wrong path (laughs) because this guy might be taking me maybe everything they say about him is true he is a pied piper to hell but though that's just ptsd it's just that is literally that the grips of cult-like religion digging into you uh people have it i i've i've actually spoken with quite a few scientologists who've gotten out of scientology talk about ptsd you know one of the things i always say to to to, uh, to anthony is just like when we talk it's like when have I ever asked you for something, to give me money or to do any? Because everybody's always, you know, in the religion business, it's all about, hey, how, and we don't even pass a basket here. We don't. We don't take your money. You want to give money? You can give some money. Help us to do what we do. Fine. But we don't pass a basket. I don't make you like, God, how embarrassing that was. I hated that. I used to have to sit here. I was choking. Just watching a basket go around with ushers, looking in it, (laughs) knowing what you put in, knowing who passed over. Uh, I do it by check. (laughs) So, we close with these ideas. Just a reminder of who we are as we start this new year out. Um, We're here to give a a good environment for you spiritually. Spiritually place where you can uh, ask questions, be open, where you can know that simply by showing up, you make a difference. You make a difference simply by being here. You make a difference for somebody else. Um, and, I'm, and I'm grateful for that. And I hope that you can share with others that this place exists, that they can come to, whether they're atheist, agnostic, whatever, but they can, they can search and they can come and they can ask questions And they can find a faith that works for them a faith that makes them a better human being a faith that that i believe makes our life fuller and that's what we try to create here in following jesus words a life that's full of abundance and overflow a life that's good a life where you can go home um, a life where you can do new things try new things oh i gotta tell you something really quick i'm ending on this is a high note I know it sounds terrible, but it's true. I cooked dinner for my wife for the first time ever. Yeah, 37 years. I've never cooked her dinner. Now I'm not saying I haven't thrown a steak on the barbecue. I mean I but I can't cook. I never I never had the ability to cook. I never learned. I had never had a need to. My mama, my mama was, you know, she was from the old country. She cooked everything. And then I went to UCLA on a scholarship for football and everything was prepared. I had meals every day there and then um i played pro football and got married to kathy and she was a chef i mean she's amazing right she's an amazing cook i clean i'm the cleaner i do everything she can destroy the kitchen and i'll get it spick and pans sp- spick and span but i wanted to cook her dinner so i cooked her dinner and uh honest to god i was so appalled when i walked out of Vaughn's on what i spent it was like I could have taken her to Wolfgang Puck's and gotten anything off the menu for what I I couldn't believe it. You know, I, I don't she's I don't know how to shop, but I like wanted to do uh and I did filet mignon medallions with and I bacon wrapped them and scallops, big fat medallion scallops and uh I made a Hasselback potato. I didn't know what a Hasselback potato was, but I I saw the, the she didn't know what it was. So I made the fully loaded Hasselback potatoes and and a fresh Caesar salad. And I just laid it all out like candle rose, glasses. She came home from work, I had that thing whipped up. Oh, the most amazing sauce. I had to look up on videos, like, how do you dice shallots? I didn't even know what the hell a shallot was, right? But I got shallots, and I diced them, and and fresh chives. And I made this, it was an, an unbelievable meal. And the sauce, it all just, Kathy was so blown away. I've never seen her more blown away. And I never knew it was that easy, because um, I can do this again. I just kind of follow the instructions. So. Uh, I don't know where I was going to say with this. I had a great point for all this, but at least maybe a who well, over thirty. Oh, trying something new. You know, I'm just saying that was that was new for me. That was really new for me. And 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 believe it or not, that's a religious experience. It was a religious experience. I know it sounds weird to you, but for me, doing the whole thing, it was like this religious. Oh, it's totally fine. Religious experience. It was like. It was just like, wow, this is really cool. This is, I just became a better version of myself and I can't wait to do it again this week. I'm gonna do it again this week. I got the bug. You know, I gotta f- buy cheaper stuff. I don't know how, but I gotta find something cheaper because the Vaughn's thing really threw me for a loop. That was just like, you gotta be kidding me. I came home and I was like, we're not eating anymore. You know, we're like, we're just like get bread maybe some peanut butter and water that's it no more food every every cabinet I opened up I just saw hundreds of dollars just falling out of it and I'm like fuck. holy God no we can't we can't eat food anymore how can, we can't afford to eat food it was so expensive it's unbelievable yeah it was shocking that was really a shocker but anyways uh, I love you guys I want this to be a place where you can really thrive where you can continue to to grow find your find your, your spiritual path, find your, you know, for me it's Jesus. I invite you for whatever it is. I, I know that Jesus can be something for you. I know that. Whoever you are and what, wherever you're at, Jesus can be something for you in these kind of teachings when it's just that simple. I just, I just ha- want to read his words again the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Wow. Okay. I'm interested in that. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm chill with that. I want to put the guard up. Oh, look, who has got a ball. Okay. Oh God, so cute. Don't you love our puppies? So peace and grace with you. We're